2: Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today.
3: Alabama runs out of gas in overtime. The Nets get even more help over the weekend. Plus, how much did the 49ers change the top of the NFL draft, especially at the quarterback position? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
2: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
3: The SEC went one for two over the weekend, but the two games that they did play were two of the best contests of the NCAA tournament. First, Arkansas comes back to beat Cinderella Oral Roberts 72 70 on Saturday. Then, number two seed Alabama, they fall to UCLA. 7888 on Sunday night. Chris Gordy from Locked On SEC joins me now. And Chris, which one of these two outcomes was more surprising to you?
4: You know, I I think the Alabama loss was the more surprising. I mean, I, I honestly thought both teams were going to advance when you talk about getting to the Sweet 16 and playing these double-digit seeds. You know, this is typically where the clock strikes midnight on Cinderella and a lot of these teams end up going home, but Kudos to UCLA. I mean, they've played above their heads, you know, all through this run. And, you know, I think they're clearly showing they, they were better than an 11 seed. But uh, the Alabama loss, way, way more disappointing, obviously. But for Arkansas, um, survive in advance. That's what the motto is in this tournament.
3: Alabama shoots 25% from three. This is a team that relies on its three point shooting, and they go 11 for 25 at the free throw line. That was where the game was lost. Was there something that you felt like UCLA was doing to get Alabama off their game? Was this a cold shooting night? What did you see there?
4: Yeah, it it was a cold shooting night from three, as you mentioned, uh, you know, seven for 28 from three. Now, a lot of those came, you know, in overtime where they were throwing up bricks, but. You know the the reality is, is this game was lost at the free throw line. They they you know you make eleven for twenty five at the free throw line. Everything else, like you mentioned, UCLA defended them well and you know weren't giving up easy shots and that sort of thing. That's where UCLA you tip your cap to them. But when you just miss free throws, that has nothing to do with the opponent. That's beating yourself. And I felt like that's what Alabama did in this one.
3: Arkansas now gets number one seed Baylor. What is the roadmap for Arkansas to spring the upset and get to the final four?
4: Gosh, it's got to be to run, run, and run some more. I mean, Baylor is just so, uh, you know, quick and, and fast paced. I feel like this could be a track meet between the two if Arkansas wants to play that style. And, you know, they, they've they played multiple different styles this year. They can play that. They can also play the slow it down game and work it inside to Justin Smith but Moses Moody's been so good, uh, you know, all postseason and all season long. I expect the ball to be in his hands the majority of this game. And uh, you kind of just have to cross your fingers and pray, right? I mean, all season long, Baylor and Gonzaga have been two of the best teams in college basketball. And so eventually David's got to go through Goliath and Arkansas is going to go through Goliath in this one.
3: Coming up, the Nets add yet another all-star to their rotation. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Just because the NFL is over doesn't mean there still aren't plenty of ways for you to make some money betting on your sports knowledge. And there's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. That's BetOnline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That means they will give you money. Just for putting money in your account. It couldn't be easier. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. There's NBA to bet on, college basketball, baseball is going to be here before you know it, hockey, golf is a blast to gamble on, and when you go to betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. By Sunday night, the Pac-12 was guaranteed three spots into the Elite Eight. Oregon State, UCLA, and then it was down to either Oregon or USC. Evan Mobley and the Trojans slowly pulled away, and by the middle of the second half, this one was over. USC advances to the Elite Eight, 82-68. Their reward, number one seed Gonzaga on Tuesday. Sometimes in the NCAA tournament, no good deed goes unpunished. ESPN's Adam Schefter stirred up some feelings around the NFL on Sunday after he tweeted that the NFL will announce a 17-game schedule sometime this week. Saints running back Alvin Kamara tweeted, It dumb. Okay, he didn't say it. Packers safety Adrian Amos weighed in, tweeting, We really let this happen. Facepalm emoji. Owners are scheduled to decide on whether to approve the expansion during their virtual league meetings Tuesday and Wednesday. If you missed the showdown on Saturday between two of the best basketball players in the country, Iowa's Caitlin Clark and UConn's Paige Backers, you missed what was likely the start of a few awesome years between the two schools.
0: Hey everyone, it is Andrew Wade, host of the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes. The Iowa women fall to UConn 92-72 to 72 in the Sweet 16. An unfortunate ending for quite an amazing season. Our freshman phenom did struggle throughout the game going 7-21 of 21 for 21 points as UConn consistently rotated pressure on her, throwing an onslaught of defenders at her every single way Caitlin Clark turned. Unfortunately, the big story from today was not necessarily Caitlin Clark versus Paige Beckers. It was how much UConn dominated the glass. They all rebounded Iowa 41 to 21 in this game, and they capitalized on so many of those second chance opportunities, Iowa just couldn't get a lot going. And credit to UConn, anytime Iowa had a little bit of momentum, UConn hit a big time shot to keep the lead a little bit distance away from Iowa, being able to mount a comeback. This year's team, though, is undoubtedly a success. They were not expected to even be in the tournament. Here they are in the Sweet 16. I think this is just the beginning. Iowa returns every single starter, and they have two top 100 recruits committed to the team next year. This is a Hawkeye squad to watch out for, and they are just getting started.
3: UConn plays Baylor tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Indiana men's basketball hired New York Knicks assistant Mike Woodson as its next head coach. The school announced on Sunday, Woodson is an Indianapolis native who played for the Hoosiers and coached Bob Knight from 1976 to 1980. He was a coach in the NBA for 25 years as an assistant and head coach. He was the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks for six seasons and the Knicks for three. The United States will miss a third straight Olympics men's tournament after losing 2-1 to Honduras in the semifinal of the CONCACAF qualifying round for the 2020 Games in Guadalajara, Mexico on Sunday afternoon. The result means the U.S. team will not be in the Summer Games in Tokyo and the American men have not qualified for the Olympics since 2008 after reaching them every four years prior to that starting in 1992.
2: Here is another story you need to know.
3: The Nets once again got the latest buyout object of desire in the NBA, adding LaMarcus Aldridge. The Nets now have an incredible 41 combined all-star appearances on the roster. Joining me now from Locked on Nets, Doug Norrie. And Doug, how do you see this changing the Nets identity and their playoff hopes in the near term and the long term here?
5: Uh, identity wise, I don't think it changes too much. This is still very much James Harden's team, soon to be James Harden and Kevin Durant and then Kyrie Irving sort of but altogether team. So identity wise does not change it. Adding veteran presence helps. I think it's better at this point, especially when you're on championship sort of style runs to add players with their 10,000 hours of experience already in the bag rather than cultivating new talent and hoping that that's going to work out. So I think in that, from that standpoint, it's helpful to just kind of like buy a known quantity, even if they're on the downside trajectory of their overall career, rather than, you know, hoping and praying on someone that you're working on developing. So I think that's good. But identity wise, I don't see it changing too much because guys like Blake Griffin and, and LaMarcus Aldridge are, you know, the fifth and sixth or sixth and seventh best player on the team still, even if those names maybe ring out a little louder than some others.
3: You mentioned Blake Griffin, who has looked um, at times reinvigorated to be in Brooklyn. Um, he's dunking the basketball again, Doug. Yeah. Remarkable. Uh, do, do the Nets need LaMarcus Aldridge to find that fountain of youth a little bit the way that that Blake Griffin has, or, or can he come in and just sort of be what he's been the last two years and, and help them?
5: Yeah, I think it's going to be something like 15 minutes a game, stretch four, stretch five, more stretch five kind of stuff for him. Uh, the fact that he can play with Claxton, or Claxton can kind of play with anybody, I think, is that at this point is like the real win for some of these guys. Aldridge's minutes will probably come in place of DeAndre Jordan's, my guess. I don't think they need him to be, they don't need him to be, you know, peak Blazers, Lamarcus Aldridge. They need him to be a guy who can knock down the occasional three, who cannot get totally killed on a big man switch who can not make just boneheaded mistakes, frankly. And I think that that's, you know, again, where the real win on some of these veteran guys is, um, fountain of youth wise, my expectations have always been really tempered when it comes to these guys, because I recognize (laughs) them for who they are, which is to say older guys whose previous contracts were complete albatrosses and their teams just were happy to pay them to leave. So I get, I get where they're sort of coming from trajectory wise. Um, Everyone that comes and plays with James Harden and these guys is going to look better sort of by proxy because you're just playing with significantly better talent. So I think from that standpoint, we're going to see better versions of of LaMarcus Aldridge, just like we've seen it from Blake, just because really, how could it go any other way? And, And that's kind of where I land on these guys.
3: Yeah. As we finish up here, the Lakers also made a move to get Andre Drummond. Which of these two moves do you think impacts their respective teams more?
5: uh Drummond to the lakers impacts the lakers more than these guys he'll play i would my guess is he'll play more than lamar he'll play more per game than lamarcus aldridge will play for the nets that's just my that's my hunch um so i would say the Drummond piece helps the lakers more than the aldridge piece helps the nets
3: coming up how much did the 49ers trade change the top of the nfl draft at the quarterback position the cue of the day is next We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein protein bar covered with 100% chocolate. Well, now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best Built Bar madness. We are having a lot of fun with these matchups. Today's matchup is caramel brownie versus coconut brownie chunk. This is the nitty-gritty now. Just a couple flavors left. And these these ones really, I, don't, I was going to say take the cake, but maybe I'm a little bit too on the nose with the pun there. Uh, didn't even mean to do it, but that's where we are. Built Bar it continues to outdo itself with these flavors. Each one seems to be better than the next when it comes to the new flavors that they introduce. So let your voice be heard. Go to builtbar.com and let us know what you think, or bar underscore built on Twitter. Plus, remember to use the promo code Locked Fifteen to get fifteen percent off your next order. That's Locked Fifteen to get fifteen percent off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day.
3: As is usually the case, quarterbacks will take center stage at the 2021 NFL Draft. We are pretty sure Trevor Lawrence is going number one. After that, we have some idea of how this may play out, but the San Francisco 49ers over the weekend threw a monkey wrench into all of this trading up into the third overall spot. Joining me now from Draft Dudes and Locked on Dolphins, Kyle Krabs. Kyle, after Trevor Lawrence, how do you have them? Let's start there.
1: I like the first four quarterbacks in this year's class. I like Trevor Lawrence. I like Justin Fields. He's personally my QB, two. Uh, I like Zach Wilson, and I like Trey Lance. Uh, I think Justin Fields and Trey Lance are fairly comparable as skill sets uh, and where they win, really strong arms, good, sturdy builds to be able to sustain the wear and tear of being mobile quarterbacks who run a little bit, Uh, but Justin did it for a larger period of time, and he did it against better competition, uh, so that's where I give the edge in the Lance versus Fields debate. Uh, and then Zach Wilson, he's got bad process and good results at times. And and that can kind of be a slippery slope as far as, you know, how much can you really get away with that at the next level? Will there be growing pains as you kind of learn? Oh yeah, I can't really get away with that when I'm not facing Mountain West competition. So he's got a really electric arm. Uh, he's really creative as a passer and, and that helps him. Um, so I think each one of those guys, if you need a franchise quarterback, you could make a really strong case for.
3: So it seems like the Jets have locked into Kyle Wilson.
1: If you're going to make the case for why they might do that, what does that case look like? The argument for Wilson really stems from his potential ceiling as a passer. You watch him, and and, and because he kind of breaks the rules at times with how he chooses to play the game and it, it works for him, Those are the quarterbacks that get really electric when when they're able to access the entirety of the field regardless of what their arm slot is, if there's somebody in their face, if they're fading away from the line of scrimmage. Uh, and Zach Wilson, I think if you took his reel of the 20 best throws that he put on tape this past year, it's the most impressive and that includes Trevor Lawrence's. So the questions with, with Zach are, you know, he had a shoulder, surgery procedure that was done on his throwing shoulder in his past. He's only really produced at a very high level this past year at BYU. So uh, there is a little bit of mystery and intrigue, but you're betting on the upside and you're betting on him being able to have kind of that magic about his game at the next level that uh, I think is pretty special.
4: When
3: we got the news late last week that the 49ers were moving up to the third overall pick The assumption was quarterback. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. If Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch called you and said, Kyle, who do you think is the best guy for us to take here? Assuming we think we know who the first two guys are, it sounds like you're leaning toward fields. Is that the case?
1: Yeah. And I think the 49ers, it will be really telling if it is fields or is not fields because Kyle Shanahan has had past exposure at a quarterback summit working with Justin Fields. So they know him a little bit. And if they choose to forego him, I think that'll tell all of us what their experience was or what Kyle Shanahan's experience was when he worked closely with him and got to know him a little bit. Uh, But I tend to view that as a positive thing.
3: And finally, Trevor Lawrence, the presumptive number one pick in next month's NFL draft, is declining the chance to attend the draft in Cleveland, and is instead choosing to watch it at Clemson with a few family members and friends. He might as well pack his bags for Jacksonville starting now. Speaking of now, now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Tuesday, we've got even more college basketball to get to, the men's and the women's tournaments. We'll have all the latest, so at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.